0: Hi, friends! Thank you for joining us again here at Breaking the Surface. Today, we are going to have a cozy conversation, just Lydia and I, about uh, godly mental health again. And we're going to assess the necessity of community and maybe opposite that, uh, what isolation is and what it looks like. Jumping in here, Lydia. Why is community so important in this conversation about mental health? I mean, when you say community, are you just talking brick and mortar buildings or what exactly are we discussing here?
1: (laughs) Yes. So we were meant for community. Our design, the way God made us, um, we were meant to do life with other people, not to do life by ourselves. And so when we are not following that design, it results in... A deterioration of our health um, and just a general deterioration of us as people because we're not following the design that God intended for us to have. Um, there are studies out there of how loneliness and then suicide go hand in hand. Um, a study from PubMed That talks about loneliness in relation to suicide ideation and parasuicide. Um, It was a population-wide study. Um, The journal found that the greater the loneliness, the more they found people thinking about or attempting suicide. And so um, it's very important to be talking about community. And when I say community, I'm not just talking about, you know, community in a brick-and-mortar building. There's lots of different ways um, that community can be approached. Um, And yeah, we're gonna dive in and talk about some of those different ways Um, Now obviously as you heard me say before mental mental health is multifaceted And so we can't just say, you know loneliness is the only answer Um, But it is one of the facets of that issue. And so What is the answer to loneliness? And that's where we start looking at the concept of community and um, it's important to note that having community does not mean that there is no loneliness. Um, but we live in a world of irony when it comes to connecting with people and building community. We live in a world that is more connected than other than ever, um, with social media, with the internet, with the smartphone. You know, we have so many ways to be able to connect with people today. Um, in addition to just you know a brick and mortar building like you were talking about earlier. But people are so much more lonely than than ever as well. Um, and as we've talked about, suicide rates are going up, um, depression, anxiety, all those things, there's um, an epidemic of it. And so it's very important to be talking about this. And that's kind of how, yeah, community is related to
0: mental health. Mm-hmm. Yeah, so what I get from what you're saying is, as you said, it's not just... Um... a neighbor's thing. It's not just a town thing. It's not even just a church thing or a school thing. We talk about community. Community said, as you said, it's not even just connection or interaction. It's more of a life-on-life relationship. It's um, active investment in someone. And uh, I guess in today, you just said that smartphone's not the answer Um, sports teams. I mean, there's more than ever. Uh, That's not the answer. So where can we find this community that you're saying that we were designed Mm -hmm. for? Yeah. So
1: when I say that, um, or when you're saying that, you know, smartphones, not the answer, sports teams, not the answer, I would kind of dig in a little deeper and say, it's not that those aren't the answer. And yet, well, it kind of goes both ways. So, yes, that in and of itself is not the answer. It's the people in it. Um, and the type of connection you are getting with those people. Um, and, the yeah, kind of the quality of interaction that you're having with those people. Because you can be surrounded by people, but not truly being, um, be connecting with them and building those relationships. But um, as far as, yeah, some places you can we can be finding community, I mean, start with your family. Work on building family relationships, you know, invest in the lives of parents, siblings, children, um, extended family, grandparents. Um, And I know not everyone has the opportunity to build relationships with their family, Um, but if you do, really invest in those relationships. Um, And then, you know, maybe you can't, Maybe, maybe you don't have blood relatives that you can connect with. Um, but that's where the body of Christ comes in, the church. And we were meant to support each other and build each other up. And, you know, it's, it's not supposed to be, you know, you just come to church on Sunday and type of thing. Um, we need to be involved in each other's lives. We need to be um, starting conversations about, about life. And um, so that, that's another area that we really should be investing in. Um finding people with common interests that's another um, way to find community you know something you're interested in and you find someone else is interested in that that creates a common bond um, that you can discuss things and then work even people at work sometimes you know you can find community there with coworkers or your boss um, and obviously every situation is different but that would be another thing to think about and now there is a difference between good community and bad community, or not so good community. Um, Obviously the Bible has a lot to say about the kind of company we keep, the kind of friends we make, because the people we are interacting with are going to influence us. Um, It's just a given. Um, I've heard it said, um, tell me who your five closest friends are and I will tell you who you are. And that's so true. Um, People really affect us. And so, it's good to make sure that the kind of community that you are building, the people you are choosing to involve in your life, and um, that it's good quality community, that it's people who are going to um, point you, um, point, push you forward in life, and point you upwards, um, not drag you down. So that's another thing to keep in mind. And take baby steps to build relationships. Be patient. Um, those things take time and and lots of intentionality. It's, it's hard work um, but it's worth it and so if we you know if we're expecting oh I'm just gonna go make friends and um, it's it's gonna it's gonna happen this fast and I'm gonna be able to build these deep relationships and that are gonna really su- support me and I'm gonna be able to support them it takes time and so sometimes I feel like I know I myself at least can do this you know kind of romanticize relationships where we've you know we place them way up here and think that we should be able to get there you know like this when really it's gonna take sometimes it might take years to build up those relationships but really being intentional you know asking questions being willing to stay after church and you know ask someone you know find one person that you know you're gonna try to invest in and start building a relationship with someone that uh, maybe you look up to, or you trust, or you have a common interest, um, and, you know, choose to maybe ask them, um, you know, so- something a little deeper. And then maybe, you know, invite them over, say, hey, do you want to go get coffee sometime? Um, or invite them over <laughs> for a game night. <laughs> there you go. Yeah. So just really finding ways to connect more and build those relationships. And it's never too late to start.
0: I uh, I like how you said, or I guess maybe you did say this. Maybe I'm just thinking this. Uh, I have a, I would say a good handful of relationships that are very surface level. And a lot of the conversations we have could about be summed up in that old like phrase where you talk about the weather. Like, yeah. Supposed to rain this week, like you know, or maybe it's not just that. I guess for youth, maybe it's like, Hey, like, what have you been doing? Or for my age, I think for both of you guys, What are you studying in college? How much more time do you have left? Not that that's bad to see how people are, but um, it's hard, especially if you're not around them frequently, to get past that. And so, as you said, um, obviously, it doesn't happen overnight, and sometimes. You know, our culture is very much attuned to, as you said, talking earlier about the smartphone and the connection, um, everything needs to be immediate nowadays. Uh, We crave it, we want it now, Um, hard work and really investing and cultivating the, the art of it is something that, oh, it's hard for us. And so I think one of the things that causes that is a fear of um, when we open up to people and really try and build that community that somehow we're going to end up hurt. Um, and so I guess, hopefully this isn't beyond the scope of you know what we're kind of prepared to talk about, but what are some of the questions you have for us to um, try and start building that community without... Sharing too much that we could end up being hurt or get into quickly like what are some good things? um, When I'm trying to build community uh, so that I'm not so lonely or so isolated. How can I start? Where do I start beyond (laughs) how's the weather and what are you studying in college right now?
1: Mm -hmm. That's a great question and you know this is all stuff that I'm still figuring out so I am by no means an expert on any of this and you know these are questions that I've been asking as well um, and I've had a lot of great people speak to my life on this which I'm very thankful for um, but I think one thing to note as a friend told me um, in the last last while you know there's always risk there's always gonna be risk in relationships you know whenever there's people involved there's some kind of risk that you could get hurt but you know it's worth it you know we we can't just you know go live in a cave for the rest of our lives I mean some hermits maybe do that but um, if you don't want to be a hermit um, and like we were talking about earlier how you know we were created for relationship and so we have to be willing to put ourselves out there and risk getting hurt um, and it happens but um, obviously there are some things that you can be wise about you don't you know go telling all of your your woes and all your baggage you know spilling everything to someone the first day you meet them um, relationships take trust as well and trust takes time to build and so that's part of the the time thing that we were talking about um, but as you get to know someone and start To you know kind of judge judge their character and I don't mean judge in a bad way I more like evaluate Um, if you see that they are someone that you trust you know then you can start getting a little bit more vulnerable Um, and I think something important to note is that different relationships are gonna look different Um, so you know with one friend you might just you know end up talking about you know how you've been and you know kinda what you're working on in school that might be the way that you connect whereas with someone else you might go a little deeper Um, and so you don't have to feel like you have to hold all of your friendships to the same standard if if that makes sense um so I think kind of yeah just looking at the type of relationship that it is and you know seeing you know, is this someone that I want to share this part of my life with? There might be a select few that you share, you know, some of your deeper struggles with um, and whatnot. But, you know, um, yeah. So kind of just yeah, judging, evaluating, um, do I want to go deeper here? But I think it is important to have, you know, at least someone to um, to go deeper with, like you were talking about. And open up about your struggle so that you can get wisdom and encouragement, advice. Um, and yeah, kind of just that common, um, people bond, you know, someone to relate with about, um, whatever it is. So I don't know if that helps at all, but no. Yeah.
0: Uh, I heard once heard an analogy. (laughs) I don't know. Can't remember where it was from. So don't like, Copyright me on this, <laughs> but uh, it was talking about Jesus and how he picked 12 disciples, um, to really, really pour into. Now, yes, um, every person he contacted, he was gracious with, and he did take the time to, um, to really hear them out, you know, and have compassion. It says a lot of times in scripture. It, he had compassion on them so he wasn't you know caught up in, in himself but he really um poured his heart out to a select few and so I guess I was as you're speaking that was coming back to my mind about as you said you cannot pour out all your baggage to every single person you meet otherwise your reputation's going to precede you and <laughs> <laughs> not a good way um yes uh, but Yeah, that's definitely eye-opening, too. Um, I guess. Have have you ever heard that before?
1: Heard, oh, as far as Jesus pouring out into, yes. um, I have heard that before, and I think maybe it was Jeff Myers who said that.
0: Oh, Mm -hmm. yes. Yeah, I think you're right. And, yeah, Um, that's a great point. Okay, so flip the script here a little bit. So maybe that's kind of the... Hmm, how do I say this, maybe an extroverted person that has a ton of people to choose from and is kind of like, okay, I need to narrow this down to who I want my community to be um, because I'm overwhelmed trying to make all these relationships, like, I need, you know, to have control and make sure that all of them are deep. (laughs) But on the opposite side, what about those who genuinely genuinely feel like they have no one to talk to um they maybe especially um right now with this everything that our world has been dealing with the past recent while um maybe they haven't been able to go to school like they normally do or maybe they um haven't been able to see the family that they maybe even did in the past uh how does that person who feels like they're already many miles down that road of loneliness and despair, how do they find someone to talk to about about life and then also relating to specifically to our podcast about how their their mental health is going, Um, you know, where they are, I mean, it's just, it's so important to have someone to talk to about your fears and your dreams. I mean, to validate, to provide perspective. I mean, everything always sounds great inside your own head. And sometimes it always sounds bad because you get stuck in this echo chamber with yourself. Uh, so what about the person who, who is truly isolated? And really quick, I was as I was researching for this, um, I was looking up a definition of isolation and loneliness, and obviously how that how that such a so affects mental health. And other than like separated, the general web also said uh, being isolated is like having disharmony, a lack of harmony, um, and that doesn't just have to be with others. That can be with yourself. So like you're not even in tune with. um your own relationship between your spiritual, physical, and then mental health, obviously. And, uh, yeah, so <laughs> that was a lot. Probably should just focus on the first part of that question. But, uh, yeah, how does a person who's got nobody, at least they feel like they do, how do they How do they move forward?
1: Yeah, good question. Because I feel like kind of what we've been talking about so far is kind of just the general, um, you know, Everyone needs community. Every single person alive on the planet, um, needs community in order to thrive, but, um, then you've got the people who are kind of already down that road of loneliness and are struggling with their mental health, you know, maybe they're, they're feeling hopeless, they're desperate, um, and so they're kind of past the preventative measures, if you will. Not that community is just a preventative measure for loneliness, but um, they're kind of past all that and They need to find someone to talk to about it. So what do we do then? Um, Yeah, and finding a wise trusted friend or mentor Someone who you feel safe with someone that you trust um, That that would be a first a first step you know um if you can go to your parents that's that's always a great option um but i know not everyone can so you know maybe maybe it's someone in your church maybe it's a teacher maybe it's a coach um they're you know fine or a friend a co-worker a um you know just someone who you feel like you can trust because you need to talk to someone about these things um, just find someone. Um, find someone who, even if they don't have all the answers, they will listen to you and make you feel heard, will not belittle you um, who actually cares about what you're going through. And it may be very hard, you know, to open up about those things. It's very hard, but it's so necessary and you don't have to broadcast it to the whole world um, but Everyone needs at least one person that they can talk to about what they're going through. And we all go through hard things sometimes. And so we all need someone to be able to share those things with and go to.
0: Yeah. So you hit on something um, in that thought that I want to revisit because I think it's important. You were talking about um, that person that we can go to being a teacher, a coach, your parents... Whoa, <laughs> I totally agree, but like that is not not what our culture says. A lot of times our culture is like, the last person you want to talk to is your parents, but oh my goodness, like your parents provide so much counsel. Um, yeah, they they care about you so much. Um, but in general, that brings up a question I have: How many of? your community members, the people that you really trust are older than you, that aren't your exact age. You know, I think a lot of times you think, oh, like, my best friend has to be, we had to go through grade school together, and we were on a basketball team all four years together, and, you know, we snuck out of the house together, we did everything together, that's who my community is. Um, A lot of times, like, I would say some of my deepest community are People years removed from the same situation I'm in, who pour into me from that experience, those are people I can trust. And I would say, like, quite the opposite. Um, I I feel like they have so much to say to my situation. Not like it's outdated. Not like I'm worried that they're going to be like, oh my goodness, Julie, get your life together. Uh, so I'm just curious if you would say the same about some of the community that you have built, is it, is it largely people your age? Is it, I mean, I would say mine is a mix. And I'd also say that my community is even people younger than me, people that I mentor now who, when you least expect it, something that you see in their life or a lesson that they're learning reflects back to you. So I don't know if you can speak to any of that.
1: Yeah, absolutely. Yeah, I don't think there's anything wrong with having friends your age. You know, we all kind of want some people our age who um, are in the same stage of life and understand what we're going through a little bit and that type of thing. But there really is something to be said about having older mentors. And the Bible talks a lot about that too. You know, um,. People who have gone ahead of us have a lot more life experience than us, and they have lived through things that you know we have not yet. They have a broader perspective. Um, for one thing, you know, if you're still a teenager or in your 20s, your brain is not even all the way fully developed. I'm sorry, your prefrontal frontal cortex does not develop until finished developing until you're around the age of 25. So we're still making decisions. In another part of our brain instead of you know we don't have as even of judgment um, than those whose brain are fully developed and they're making decisions from their prefrontal cortex so just a little bit of inside brain knowledge there as well science to back it up um why we need older people and are speaking into our lives Um, so yes we should I think a variety of ages is definitely a good thing and Not everyone can, um, you know, you're talking about parents, I think that is definitely the best way to go. If you have parents that you can talk to about things and have them speak into your lives, um, definitely, I 100% agree that, you know, if that is the best way to go. Um, I personally am so blessed to have parents that I can go to to talk about things. Um, and, I mean, a little story from my life, I didn't always feel that way when I was a young teenager. Um, I had, you know, I, I loved my parents and stuff, and, um, but I wasn't as comfortable going to them with some of the things I was struggling with. And I would, I was almost just kind of scared, you know, like, what are they going to say? I'm not sure why, but, um... But then whenever I would talk to them about something, I would always feel so much better afterwards and slowly but surely, um, my relationship with them grew. And so, you know, sometimes like I was saying earlier, you know, it is hard to start that, but the more you open up, the more you share with someone, um, and that trust is built. If, if there is trust built there, um, then it you know, it gets easier with time. So I would say definitely, you know, bring things to your parents. Bring things to people who are older than you in your life um, if if you can. I know not everyone has the privilege. There, there's a lot of broken homes um, in the world today. So not everyone has that privilege. Um, I'm, I feel very blessed. But, um, yeah, and I think there is kind of a, a fear, you know, like, oh, are they going to think that, you know, I'm... I, I they gonna laugh at my problems or you know, think I'm silly for struggling with this? Um, but you know, test it out. And you know, if, if it doesn't go over well, you know, you don't have to share again. Find someone else who, you know, who you can build that trust with. But um, you know, don't don't just keep it all inside for sure. And um yeah, that that's a great point. Having a variety of people you are pouring into and who are pouring into your
0: lives is very important. Oh, wow. So, I, another thing, I just, every time you speak, Lydia, I just, ah, it's like <laughs> so much wisdom. Um, but uh, you were saying how the trust deepens as you share. Uh, I think I, over my lifetime, Uh, looking back at when I've had different conversations with people where I really felt that we took positive steps in building community and really (laughs) getting past the how's the weather um, was when someone was vulnerable and a lot of times we're scared because we're not sure how that's going to come across but nothing speaks to me more saying I want to deepen our relationship you know, obviously, like we said, you don't pour it all on. You don't throw gasoline on a fire. Um, but you, you start small, and really being vulnerable is where that deepens. Um, emotionally, we connect. Um, when a speaker speaks with passion and really shares their story, I'm drawn to what they're saying because it's real, it's not um, filtered on Instagram. It's not someone's highlight reel of their life. It's really something I can grab onto and be like, "Oh my gosh!" You know, like I feel that too. Or wow, like I'm not going through that, but you know what? Maybe we can find someone who can or can speak into this situation. Uh, I really think that deepens community just as much as anything. Um, really. It's in those moments where you step into the unknown into the uncertainty and really just speak truth that it really unfolds and the curtain comes back, and then you can really move forward um into those into being in a constant state of having those deep conversations, but at some point, it's gonna be uncomfortable for one person or the other when they first come to that point. So I think you have to kind of be willing to get past the the awkwardness of, uh, was that like, <laughs> I've often said <laughs> having a, one of those conversations with someone for too much, I'm sorry, I just like poured out my whole life to you or like, was that too much, you know? And nothing feels greater when they're like, no, I'm so glad you've shared or like, okay, it's my turn.
1: <laughs> right. Yes. Yes. When, when we're real with each other, um, and we seek to do it in a way that builds one another up, not just, you know, brings the focus back to ourselves, but that is building other people up. It makes us so much more relatable and makes, um, encourages other people, you know? So that's so true.
0: So I guess as we kind of wrap up here, are there any more, um, thoughts you have to share on Specifically, um, how we share with our community that there's crisis in our life. Um, obviously, sometimes our mental health journey is less of a heartthrob than others, and sometimes it's, like, attached to us. Sometimes it's all we live and eat and sleep and breathe, and, you know, sometimes, we're doing all right, but how do we share with our community that we're not fine in a way that relays it, but also um, it doesn't overwhelm our community either? Um, because sometimes it's hard to share that um, because I've you know received that from people and I mean, or also how, speaking from the other side, when someone tells me that they're not fine, how being their mentor or just being their friend, how do I respond to that in a way that reassures them uh, or maybe alerts them like, no, you need to pay more attention to that if that's how you feel or I don't know. I think you you get what I'm saying.
1: Mm-hmm. Yeah. Well, to address your first question... Um, it, I kind of it sounds like you're asking two questions so from like I'll address both sides there Um yeah so for the people um who are yeah dealing with a mental health crisis in whatever shape or form um, and how how can they reach out and you know talk to people about it well I mean like we mentioned it, it's gonna be hard and um, but them the more you do it the easier it will get and i think yeah just finding someone you trust you know even just telling them you know once once they kind of know that you know maybe this is something you tend to struggle with or maybe you're realizing it for the first time um and if you can go to them and share with them then they can become if if there is trust there and a good relationship there they can be someone you know and maybe ask them even you know can if i'm having a rough day can I call you or, you know, can you, can I text you and you can pray for me? Um, and yeah, just having someone there who will listen to you and or even just pray for you, um, or text you an encouraging Bible verse or something like that, um, is that's, that's a great, um, that's a great relationship to have with someone when you're going through something like that. Or when you're not going through something like that. (laughs) Um, We all need, you know, encouragement and relationships like that in our lives. Um, Now, one thing that I do want to mention is that, you know, if you are really, really in a place of hopelessness and despair, you might want to seek some more professional counseling. Um, Obviously, someone with, you know, even a little experience in mental health is going to be able to know more of how to help you, encourage you. Um, but if you are really in a place of despair and hopelessness, you know, seek out some counseling. You know, we all could use counseling in our lives. You know, we all go through tough stuff. We, we all probably could use a counselor at some point. Someone just to talk things through with and... Um, you know, help us think through things. Maybe we're seeing things kind of in a twisted light or something. Um, so that would be another, another option, especially, you know, there's some people who feel like maybe they have no one in their life that they can talk to about what they're facing. Find someone, you know, find someone you feel safe with. It's so important to talk about those things and not to just bury them. So even if, even your doctor, you know, um, if it's, if it's serious, Um, you know, talk to a doctor, talk to, um, you know, find someone that you can get some good counsel from. Um, so that would be from the one side, the other side coming from the other perspective, talking about people who, you know, maybe they have friends or a family member someone who struggles with mental health. Um, and so finding ways that we can help those people to connect during a crisis, Um, or mentally challenging time I Would say check in on them be there for them Um, be that constant through the mess in their mind Um, You know yeah, just Be a friend (laughs) Um, Pray for them let them know that you're thinking about them and praying for them ask them um, You know if if there's anything you can specific you know that would encourage them get to know them and kind of what makes them tick and you know, you can't be their savior though. So there, there is another facet to that. Um, God is the only one who can ultimately bring health through his truth, but he can use us to help those around us who are struggling. So don't let it get unhealthy to where, you know, they are relying too much on you and you, you know, they kind of become, they start clinging to you as the source of their life and health, you know, and, you know, maybe they're constantly calling you, constantly texting you to where it's not healthy. In that case, you know, you might want to encourage them to, to kind of spread their, um, their reach as far as seeking help. You know, maybe they do need some, if, if it's serious, you know, encourage them to get some professional counseling, maybe even. Or, you know, if it's beyond the scope of how you know how to encourage, you know, encouraging them to find someone older or wiser or who has experience in a certain area that they're struggling with. Um, so, those are a couple of thoughts I have for that Um, but really, yeah, just being, just being a faithful friend, um, who's there with them through the ups and downs will make such a difference. Yeah.
0: (laughs) You were sharing about sending Bible verses and encouraging texts. And I was thinking about different people that, you know, so, As we're all a part of Unbound, we all are on, like, the forms, like, kind of like a virtual messaging system. I really don't understand it fully, but um, nowadays, it's, like, memes, like, sending things to make people laugh, you know? There you go. Exactly, (laughs) exactly. Bringing it all together. Obviously, like we said, phones, that connection can only bring so much, but... All things can be used for good and all things can be used for evil. And so Mm -hmm. we can use some of those AFV moments (laughs) to really, um, you know, (laughs) brighten up our day Uh, and, yeah. That's right. (laughs) Bring it all together. So, yeah. Uh, Thank you guys all for joining us here again for this conversation and... We're definitely excited. Um, up in the future, we're hoping to do some exciting things with the podcast. And yeah, we're just grateful that you all are listening. Um, truly community is important for your journey. Um, God designed us for one another. It was one of the very first things he did. Uh, he said, it's not good for us to be alone. And, uh, Our greatest relationship and our greatest community is found when we have fellowship with Him and His Holy Spirit within us. Without that, no matter how much we connect with one another, we're always gonna feel out of of tune, out of touch, you know? So, step one, get in tune with your Creator, and then get in tune with His creation. So, we'll see y'all next time. (laughs)